Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we take a look at Netflix and R.L. Stein's Fear Street, Part 1, 1994. Dude, what the hell? This is exactly why you have no friends. Look, some gal killed a bunch of people at the mall last night. Holy. Another shady side tragedy. Fits the narrative, right? Sarah Fear's back. Christ, not you too. There's no angry dead witch. The only thing that made him go crazy is this town. The dude was wearing a Halloween skull mask. How is that not fun? Guys, I think there's someone in the woods. A circle of teenage friends accidentally encounter the ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders that have plagued their town for over 300 years. Welcome to Shadyside. Written by Phil Graziti and Lee Janiak and directed by Lee Janiak based on the novels from Goosebumps scribe R.L. Stein. Fear Street Part 1 1994 stars Kiana Madeira as Dina, Olivia Scott Welch as Samantha, Benjamin Flores Jr. as Josh, and features Julia Raywald, Maya Hawk, and Charlene Amoya. As I was wrapping up my vacation, a number of new releases were dropped on the various streaming sites for me to pick and choose from, and I settled on Fear Street as I grew up a big fan of the Goosebumps series. Unfortunately, Fear Street was out of my wheelhouse, but growing up in the 90s was not. So let's start with my expectations. I was expecting a 90s version of Stranger Things, and instead was constantly reminded through the massive soundtrack that this was indeed the 90s. Apart from some choice clothing items, there isn't a lot to show that this is set in the 90s, but the way people talk and act is more likely to come across as a modern movie before a song like Firestarter kicks in and clarifies that you should know that this is set in the 90s. That's not a knock on the acting itself, but more of a lack of direction and writing. The plot itself is generic enough, and I think it's a very interesting plan to start your trilogy with the movies at the end rather than the beginning. So I will definitely be watching the rest of the trilogy, especially if they all sit at around a decent 107 minutes. I give Fear Street Part 1 1994 AC+. With the code red ending, it's time to look your best for the summer heat. Hit up Nick at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road and book today by visiting boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Over in movie news you can use, let's talk about some long-awaited projects. Let's start it off with Riddick 4, where Vin Diesel has confirmed that he has read the finished script and had the following to say, quote, David Tuhi, he wrote a great script. It's just a matter of timing when we get that opportunity to shoot that, but I believe we're shooting that in Australia, and it would be the fourth chapter in that series, which would be awesome. The Riddick series, which began with the film Pitch Black, was followed by The Chronicles of Riddick, which underperformed at the box office, and then the third film, Riddick also didn't do too well. There were two video games that came out afterwards as well as an animated short, so the series is going to continue, but who knows when. Another project that's been long awaited is the upcoming Spawn reboot starring Jamie Foxx and Jeremy Renner. While Jason Blum was out promoting the upcoming Forever Purge movie, he was asked about the Spawn project that his production studio is taking charge with. He did say that they're going to make it, however, it's going to take a bit to get the script right. 
write. Creator Todd McFarlane is the one penning the script and is also hoping to sit in the director's chair. The film will go dark and ugly with less fun and more serious and supernatural elements. And speaking of The Purge, series creator James DeMonaco has said that he does have an idea for yet another sequel, despite previously saying that The Forever Purge would be the last in the series. During an interview with Entertainment Weekly, he did say, quote, I thought it was, even with director Everardo Gout, it was like, this is it, my end of America, America is burning. So that was the initial intent. I'm going to be completely honest. I came up with something about two months ago. I woke up with a new way that we can keep it fresh and turn the thing upside down. So if people want it, the idea is in the works. I've outlined it so it could happen. Over in the land of casting, it was announced that Ethan Hawke is the latest person to join the upcoming film Knives Out 2, which is currently filming in Greece. The film, which is being directed and written by Ryan Johnson, stars Daniel Craig returning as the role of Benoit Blanc, a dashing detective with a nose for details, and joining him this time around will be Dave Batista, Janelle Monet, Jessica Henwick, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Kate Hudson, Edward Norton, Madeline Klein, and of course now, Ethan Hawke. Plot details are kept its secret this point, but we do know that this film will be coming out sometime in 2022. Elizabeth Banks' upcoming movie Cocaine Bear, about a bear who did $15 million worth of cocaine before dying, has added more to its cast. Set to star in the movie are Carrie Russell, Ray Liotta, Alden Ironreich, O'Shea Jackson Jr., and Jesse Tyler Ferguson. The film marks Elizabeth Banks' second directorial feature after helming 2019's Charlie's Angels, and while details are scarce at this time, we do know that it's being described as a character-driven thriller inspired by true events that took place in Kentucky in 1985. Over at Marvel, we did get a couple spoilers released, including new, albeit toy versions, of the upcoming Spider-Man No Way Home film. Of course, these toys do feature an unexpected character in Doctor Strange. While plot details are still unknown, we do get the looks of a black and gold Spider-Man suit, as well as a Doctor Strange-type upgrade, where it appears that Spidey is wielding powers used by the Sorcerer Supreme. While that has not been confirmed at this point, it should be noted that Marvel movies have often been spoiled by toys, including looks at future characters and some of the surprise characters set to appear. We'll of course know more when the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer drops, as the film is slated for a December 17th, 2021 release. Over in the streaming world, Noah Hawley, best known for creating the Marvel-inspired television series Legion, as well as the Coen Brothers-inspired series Fargo, is now developing an FX series set in the world of the Alien franchise. Holly did confirm that the project is going into development and will not feature the Ripley character and is hoping to get into production next spring. He did go on to say that he feels that the Alien monsters are great monster movies, but they're not just monster movies. He said, quote, they're about humanity trapped between our primordial parasitic past and our artificial intelligence future, and they're both trying to kill us. Here you have human beings, and they can't go forward, and they can't go back, so I find that really interesting. His story, which is set to be set on Earth is planned that way, so quote, what happens if you can't contain it? Holly himself has written the scripts for the first two episodes, but doesn't think filming will begin until next year due to the current state of the film and television business. 
Over at Netflix, Charlize Theron has confirmed that The Old Guard 2 is going to be happening very soon. While speaking with Variety, Theron said that the script is done for the sequel and her Netflix film adaptation of the graphic novel of the same name. Cameras will start rolling in the first quarter of 2022. Theron did say that she will be reprising her role of Andromash of Scythia, aka Andy, and that Marwan Kanzari and Luca Marinelli will be re- returning in their characters Joe and Nikki, and it's possibly safe to assume assume that Matthias Schonertz and Kiki Lane will be reprising their roles of Booker and Niall as well. The Franklin Institute has announced that they have an upcoming exhibition titled Harry Potter The Exhibition and is expected to start in 2022. According to the official website, this groundbreaking exhibition will celebrate the iconic moments, characters, settings, and beasts as seen in the films and stories of Harry Potter and the Wizarding World. As part of this one-of-a-kind experience, visitors will get an up-close look at authentic props and original costumes from the Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts films as they engage with innovative, awe-inspiring, and magical environments and installations in this, the most comprehensive touring exhibition ever presented about the Wizarding World. As of right now, no locations or actual dates have been set for the exhibition, but I will keep you posted if it comes anywhere close to you. And finally, ending on some very sad news, it was reported that prolific director and producer Richard Donner has passed away at the age of 91. Born in 1930, Richard Donner started his career in television Television, directing episodes of Wanted Dead or Alive, Wagon Train, Have Gun, Will Travel, and more, and moved on to films such as Superman, The Goonies, and Lethal Weapon. Thank you for everything you did for the film industry, Mr. Donner. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC. And as always, the dude was wearing a Halloween skull mask. How is that not fun? <laughs> <laughs>